Hello, you beautiful beings. I'm back with episode number 42 of the Unleash Your Life podcast. It's Lane, and I love that you're here. So, my question for today is, are you waiting for something to happen in order to change an area of your life you're unhappy or unfulfilled with? Sometimes people wait for the catastrophe before they're willing to change. That could look like an unexpected end to a relationship, usually instigated by the other person. A bad or scary health diagnosis, a sudden end to a job, or not getting the raise or the promotion, and feeling stuck. The loss of financial security, the death of someone important to us, or a death ex- or a near-death experience for ourselves, like maybe being in an accident and being fortunate enough to walk away. That catastrophe could be waking up one morning and saying, holy shit, what have I done with my life? We just finally are willing to admit that something is no longer working for us or something is unfulfilling or not just quite right. We've come to a tipping point in our life and something needs to shift. It's kind of like twisting your ankle for the 20th time, tripping over exactly the same thing that you've been tripping over for the last 19 times. And for some reason, on the 20th time, you decide to actually remove the obstacle so that you stop setting yourself up to fail. Change is something we think about a lot, but usually from a reactive stance as instead of a proactive stance. We want something in our life to be different, but more often than not, that desire for change stops at complaining about it, reacting to the effects of it, getting mad that it keeps happening, and wondering why. But what if you're finally ready to put some level of action into creating a different scenario for yourself? That's just one of the things we're going to be talking about today, and I hope you stick around. Just give me a couple of minutes to run the intro and I'll be right back. This is the Unleash Your Life podcast where you're going to learn to rewild yourself. I'm your host, Lane Smith-Brown, and I'm a best-selling author and rewilding guide. And over the last 20 years, I've been guiding women back to their truest selves. You see, you were born wild with all the wisdom you will ever need to navigate your life in a beautiful and powerful way. Then, just like everyone else on the planet, you got tamed as you fell under the power and influence of others who were also tamed. All that taming you got as a kid has you convinced you are less powerful than you really are. I call all of that unconscious programming power leaks. And on this show, you're going to discover yours and then you're going to choose to plug them so you can get back to the wild, wise and powerful being that you are. So grab a coffee, glass of wine or a favorite friend or all three. And let's talk about what living your wild self can mean for you. Terrific. You're back. Thanks for that. All right, so I'm pushing myself out out of my comfort zone. True story. The irony of doing this work is that the more work I do, the more work I discover I need to do. 
And that's not a bad thing at all. It means there's an endless amount of growing we can do in our lifetime. And each bit of growing means savoring all the benefits that that growth, evolution, and change can create. So I realized I had grown accustomed to walking around in my life in a way that was quite comfortable for me. Oh, there's things that I want to be different, but I could talk myself into being satisfied with where things are. I have a pretty great life. I think it's a life that a lot of people would want for themselves. It's filled with a lot of peace. There's a whole pile of love around. There's some really great people around. I love my home. I love where I live. I have a safe place to sleep at night. I have a fridge full of food. I could go on, but you get my drift. There's really nothing to complain about. I've changed so much in the last 20 years and my current life is a reflection of making those desires real through a decision to do so. 20 years ago, I wouldn't have believed it was possible to be in a healthy relationship. 20 years ago, I wouldn't have believed it was possible to spend my days doing what I want. 20 years ago, I wouldn't have believed it was possible that I would get back to my mountain home. 20 years ago, I wouldn't have believed that I would be the person that I am today, a person who knows herself, challenges herself, expects more of herself, forgives herself, believes in herself, and doesn't give up on herself. Now, have you ever heard the phrase, who do you think you are? Anyway, (laughs) usually it's said by someone else after you confronted them on something. You may have meant it simply as an observation, but they heard it as criticism. Trust me, it's never great to offer unsolicited advice. So this memory goes back long before I learned the value of that lesson. So I want us to look at the phrase today and turn it on ourselves as simply a key to observing why it is we are where we are. Who do I think I am? Who do you think you are? For most of my life, I've not made the connection that I've changed as a result of learning to believe something different, to think something different. But that is indeed what happened. I just wasn't always aware of it at least not as aware of it as I am at this particular moment. And that's what I'm all fired up to talk about today. Walk with me here and ask yourself some questions just so that you have a frame of reference for what I'm trying to get at here. Take a look at your relationships. It could be friendships, it could be with your mate, your kid, it could be with your workmates. Is there something about those relationships that is not exactly what you had hoped for? Perhaps the relationships are unbalanced. Someone else has all the power or someone else refuses to take responsibility or you or someone else doesn't keep promises, but the other one does. Perhaps one is critical and the other just takes it. Perhaps whatever discussions you have always end in a fight. And then you both walk away and then come back together and the dance starts all over again, but with no actual resolution. Or perhaps your relationships are great. There's a consistent give and take. 
you're in it together, you have a common love and respect for each other, you're careful with each other, as in you honor each other, you don't take each other for granted, you just simply appreciate them and are glad they are in your life. Those are two very different scenarios, and if you look closely, they are tied to the expectations you have about relationships. So when most of your relationships are in the contentious category, they are much more work than they are pleasure, what would you have to believe about relationships on a subconscious level to be in that type of relationship? Do you believe relationships are easy? Or do you believe relationships are hard? Do you believe relationships are fulfilling and pleasurable? Or do you believe that relationships are more about compromise and giving in than truly being who you are fully and completely? There are deeper aspects to why we are in unhappy and unhealthy relationships, different ways we subconsciously repeat the, be the feelings we had in kidhood to keep ourselves in the same feeling place. But for now, I just want to take the relationship at face value. Happy, unhappy. Healthy, unhealthy. Fulfilling, unfulfilling. Are you with me? This is a bit of a chicken and egg thing because sometimes it's hard to track where we learn to believe what we believe. A lot of stuff we act from is kidhood stuff. Things we picked up from caregivers, but it's not always that simple. It's not like you need to understand the origin of your belief about anything in order to change it. But what you want to understand is that you do have a belief about something that is or is not serving you. So if your relationships are easy, respectful, fulfilling, collaborative, fun, joyful, and you love spending time with each other, I'm going to guess you have a really good outlook on relationships. It doesn't mean they're without conflict. It doesn't mean that you don't hit a rock or, or some kind of obstacle along the way. It just means that you are more prone to believing that there is a way, there's way more good in the relationship than there is bad. And for the record, both the word good and bad have air quotes around them because it's always our perspective that puts the situation in either one of those camps. So, some of you have been listening for a while and know I got some really screwed up messaging about bonding with people when I was young. Those lessons had me assuming people would walk away, and so they did. Remember, we get what we believe. It got to a point where I didn't even try to make friends with people because I knew that it wouldn't last. I ended up avoiding the pain at all costs by keeping myself incredibly isolated. And when I did get to know somebody, I kept it incredibly shallow and superficial, never comfortable with being my whole self, because I assumed my whole self is what people were rejecting. Ironically, what they were actually rejecting was not being, was not me not being myself and being fake instead. Excuse me. But even though my guard was up, there's been a couple of people who slipped in, and over time I've learned to trust them more and more. 
if I stop to realize why that changed for me, it is on the heels of the fact that I first recognized my tendency to not trust people and a desire to end that pattern. But what do you think had to happen next? For most of us, that transition from not doing something to doing something is to first believe that it is possible to change from one to the other. So, for any of you out there right now who have tried to change something in your life and it hasn't worked, this is going to be really helpful. At least it has been for me because it's a tool that is going to serve you no matter what area of your life you're looking at right now. When you're in a place where you're trying to change an aspect of your life, this example is about relationships, but it could just as easily be about your financial situation, what kind of opportunities you believe are available to you, whether you could improve your health or your relationship with your body, whether you could learn something new or whether you could start a business, write a book, sing in a, pub, or sing in a public situation or run for office. You've got to believe one thing first. You've got to believe it's possible. That's it. You've got to believe it's possible. When something is possible, it's doable. Most of you heard the stories of the first person to break the four-minute mile. That was Roger Bannister, and that changed everything, for runners at least. But here's something that might blow your mind. A guy named John Landy beat that unbelievable accomplishment only a few weeks later. A few weeks. Roger opened the door to what's possible and all kinds of people followed him through. Now, let's look at someone who lost a tremendous amount of weight in a very short period of time through being incredibly disciplined and deliberate about every choice they made. They had so much drive and determination and accomplished something nearly unbelievable. And if you've ever followed any of those types of stories, you will see that the common theme is that a few years later, they are back to square one, and more often than not, further behind than they were when they began. Now, that example could just as easily be about landing the perfect job and then losing it, it could be about starting a business and making a shit ton of money and then everything falling apart. It could be about winning the lottery and ending up more broke than you were before you got the ticket. Or it could be that everything in your life was just about to change for the better and then some strange set of circumstances happened and it all fell apart. Can you identify with any of that? Or do you have a version of it for yourself that comes to mind? You nearly had it, and then it slipped away. Or you had it for a moment or two, and then it slipped away. You may have even had it for a year or two, but it eventually slipped away. What do you think that is? Do you think that's entirely random? Do you think that's because someone outside of yourself is responsible? Perhaps you believe there is a deity out there that controls the outcome for you. Perhaps the stories you tell yourself are that you don't deserve it or you're unlucky or it's, the, it's just best to settle for whatever you have. Those are all legitimate choices, I guess. But 
Is that really what you want to do? Is that why you're listening to this show? Are you listening because you are completely and totally satisfied with every aspect of your life right now? Or are you listening because you're wanting to get at what it is that is holding you back from experiencing what it is you believe you're here to experience? Or better said, how do you create what it is you want and keep it or improve it? We really have been conditioned to believe that good things don't last. We've been conditioned to not trust when things are going well and expecting the other shoe to drop. We have superstitious behaviors like throwing salt over our shoulder or knocking on wood when we announce good things in our life because there is a part of our subconscious mind that is way more comfortable with things going wrong than with things going right. Now, that's simply because of some prehistoric design that we have not evolved past. There is a part of our subconscious brain that is always looking for trouble so that it can navigate us away from that trouble. But in this iteration of our species, where we are no longer running from severe daily threat, at least I trust that is not the case for you. So for the most part, we all have opportunities to improve our situation or circumstances. So why don't we? The question that prodded, or the, the question that prodded me doing this show was, what did I believe was possible for me? And how was I going to get myself from where I am to where I want to go, if I'm not totally convinced that it's possible? the unequivocal answer is, I won't. If I don't first believe something is possible, I cannot and will not change permanently. So when you look at your desires for a significant change in your life, your relationships, your opportunities, your financial well-being, your health, what are you willing to believe is possible? Is it possible for your relationships to improve and become awesome? Is it possible for your health to improve and become awesome? Is it possible for your love life to improve and become awesome? Is it possible to live in a world where we learn to have conversations with each other instead of jumping to conclusions and piling on anyone who doesn't believe what we believe? Is it possible that we could live in a world that is peaceful? Wouldn't that be awesome? Is it possible to create opportunities for ourselves that bring joy to our life? What is your reaction to all of that? Possible or impossible? Our relationship with money is a projection of all our own personal programming. Our relationship with our health is a projection of all of our own programming. Our relationship with anything and everything is all about our own programming. It's always about us. It's always about what we believe is possible, whether we accept that or not. Our inside stories create our outside experience. Always, forever, no exceptions. So I'm going to take you on another leap here because 
I've gotten a handle on something in the last little while that is shifting things for me very, very quickly. Right now, those shifts are happening in my own mind and not necessarily in my quote-unquote reality. But I can see that I've opened a door to something pretty amazing because I've suddenly seen it more clearly. And here's a little shout out to my coach, Catherine, who just said something in a particular way that it made a powerful impression. Have you ever heard this idea that in order for your life to change, you have to become the person whose life has changed? This is a version of a line that has often been really misused, and that is fake it until you make it. It's actually a horrible phrase, because who wants to be a faker? But it was someone's attempt to help people understand they need to learn to see themselves differently in order for things to change. So if the story I have in my head right now is that I am the kind of person whose relationships always fall apart or are always unfulfilling or always turn to crap, how would I begin to create healthier relationships? Well, step one would be to believe it's possible. To believe that there is something better out there for me. And then the second step is to begin identifying with that version of me that has that desired thing. This aspect will be covered next week because the show is already going to help you move the needle in a significant way. And I want you to stew on this for a bit and let it sink in before I move to the next part. Okay, so what if the new thing that you learn to say to yourself is I attract healthy relationships. (laughs) Well, if you're in a crappy relationship, that probably smacks like a big fat lie. Completely unbelievable. What if you started out with, I believe it is possible to have a healthy relationship. That's it. Just stick with one thought. I believe it is possible to have a healthy relationship. I believe it is possible to be in a better financial situation. I believe it is possible to have a healthier body. I believe it is possible to be truly happy and content. Just pick one that feels relevant to you right now. And all I want you to do for the next week or so is say it to yourself over and over and over again. Truly, I want you to keep saying it until the moment you see the evidence of the change. But I, I like, but a, like a week, a week's not going to probably do it, but do it for a week and hopefully you get enough, enough momentum going that you continue this for a while. Because when you see the evidence of it, it's going to help you do a whole bunch of other changes in your life quite quickly. So find yourself saying it when you wake up, repeat it over and over again as you're going or you're getting ready for work or while you're running errands. Keep saying it even if there is nothing around you right now supporting the evidence that it's true. Then say it as you go to sleep at night. I believe it is possible to get everything I desire. I believe it is possible to live the life I've dreamed of. I believe it is possible to make a living doing what I love. 
I believe it is possible to make myself a priority and discover what makes me truly happy. Now, what kind of thoughts went through your head as you heard those lines? (laughs) This is ridiculous. That sounds really childish. Change is not that easy. This is all bullshit. Well, if that's how you feel, there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. Here's the simple truth. When you are not living the life that you want to be living, there is a power leak in the way. And more often than not, the power leak that is in the way is you thinking you're stuck in the life you currently have. You're stuck thinking nothing will change and nothing will improve. But can you see how a door can be opened when you learn to entertain the idea of something different? Are you willing to give it a try? What is the first thing you want to believe is possible? Is it possible to improve or heal your relationship? Is it possible to improve your health? Is it possible for you to keep the promises you make to yourself? Is it possible for you to live the life you want to live? Is it possible for you to redeem all the crap you've gone through so far and turned it into wisdom? Is it possible for you to heal? Is it possible for you to change? Is it possible for you to fully and completely love, honor, and accept yourself? If you're getting some tingles all over your body right now, may I suggest you listen to this podcast all over again? There's going to be some of you whose minds are going to be blown as you do this exercise. You're going to be changing the map in your subconscious mind about whatever issue is more important to you right now. And the map is going to lead you to make different decisions and take different actions to move you to a different state of being. And when you start seeing the results of believing in that first possibility, you can move on to something new. I mentioned how I didn't make friends easily as a kid. Then I said how I started to trust a couple of people. Obviously, at some point in there, I started believing it's possible to make friends. And now I look at my life and see all kinds of friends that I love and trust. It wasn't overnight because that particular programming ran deep, but there they are standing right in front of me, coming over to share a meal, drop by for coffee or go for a walk with the dogs. Consciously or unconsciously, I learned to believe it was possible. Now I say this with no regrets, but I would ha- it would have been nice to discover that earlier in my life. But I am amazingly thankful I've learned it now because I still have decades ahead of me to enjoy them. Chances are you do too. So what do you think you have ahead? 40 years, 30 years, 20 years, 10? Do you want to spend any of those in unfulfilling relationships, in ill health, or in a crappy job or living paycheck to paycheck, pinching pennies and shutting down all of your dreams? Do you want to spend more time denying who you are and what you want? Do you want to spend any more time judging yourself, calling yourself down, hiding your light from the world? 
What are you willing to believe is possible for you, sisters? Just start with one thing. Pick one thing. Here's what you're going to do. Or here's what you're doing, sorry, by making this choice. You are initiating your own turning point. Turning points are are way more effective than willpower. Turning points change your chemistry and your subconscious programming. And when you do that, change becomes inevitable. Remember, most people wait for the crisis, but you don't have to. You just need to create the turning point. How does this feel in your body? Is your soul calling you out uh, that this is truth? Or is it saying, run away, run away? Go back to the way things are. Possibilities are dangerous, aren't they? Play with this, will you? Don't be nervous. All I'm asking you to do right now is entertain the possibility of one thing changing for the better. Then meet me back here for the next show so we can talk about part two of this magic formula, okay? You've got some work to do, so get cracking. I love that you're here, and I love that you stayed until the end. Look, what's possible, sisters? What's possible? If this was meaningful to you today, please share it. If there's someone in your life that needs to hear this, send it to them, okay? Remember, you subscribing or writing a review is how we expand the work in the world. And I would value you making that contribution. Know that you can write to me directly at lane at weirdhummingbirds.com. If you've got a comment or a question, you just need clarification on something, and I will respond. It's not my assistant or a robot, it's me. And I'd love to hear from you. I trust this show was meaningful to you and that it uh, ignited a wonderful, healthy conversation in your own mind. Be kind to yourself. Be understanding. Be encouraging. Keep exploring. Keep entertaining the idea of what is possible for you. Until next time, stay weird, stay curious, and keep popping your corks or plugging your power leaks, whichever one feels right to you. Ta for now. Well, I hope this show rocked your world a little bit. If you want additional resources, check out the links in the show notes or at lanesmithbrown.com. Before you go, please subscribe to this podcast. It's how we get these tools into the world. And this world needs more wild women standing in their authentic power. Do that for me, will ya? Thank you.